everyone, and welcome back to Sea Latte. We talk all things simpler living, wellness, lifestyle, and everything in between. So grab your favorite latte and take your first break with us. I'm your host, Pana. Joining me is my co-host, Denise. Break time starts now. On today's episode, let's talk the power of plants and essential oils. Since we're here in 2021 and many of us are still working from home, in a perfect world, our homes now double up as a relaxing, stress-free retreat and workspace. So why not make the environment inviting and well more clean? And we're not talking the spring cleaning type of clean that comes from Mr. Clean, but the type of clean that comes from purified air through greenery and essential oils, a form of earthing, if you will. Share with everyone what exactly earthing is. So according to Healthline, one of my favorite sources, earthing, also known as grounding, is a therapeutic technique that involves doing activities that ground you to the earth. Ways you can practice grounding include walking barefoot on grass, sand, or even mud, and submersing in water. I like that. It's like a meditative walk in nature. And being outside does have numerous health benefits. For one, it helps reduce high blood pressure due to stress reduction. It helps calm your mind, leading healing energy to your heart. It's also refreshing and it's relaxing. And we say this because it helps us and we continue to do it often because life can get crazy. Life isn't perfect. Or figuratively speaking, a walk in the park. (laughs) (laughs) While that all sounds great in theory, is it always practical, especially when you're living in a downtown high rise like myself? So in part one, we'll talk ways we can bring elements of the earth inside our homes through particular plants known to detoxify the air and also act as EMF deflectors to counter excessive radiation from electronic devices such as your phones, laptops, computers, and routers, and even those pesky 5G towers. And in part two, we'll go in depth of the power of essential oils from air purification to even using them as medicine to treat almost any ailment. We're lucky enough to have an aromatherapist on during that segment, so stay tuned for some gems, including curating your starter kit, what oils to use to ward off the flu, treating skin conditions like eczema, allergy support, application, and how to detect a fake from the real thing because, yes, that's definitely a thing. So let's start with part one of this episode and talk ways to bring elements of the earth inside our new workspaces and homes through plants. Now, did you know when you do earthing activities like those we just mentioned, those elements act as a shield or barrier from harmful electromagnetic fields, also known as EMFs? Like I said, that sounds excellent in theory, but most of us don't live where grass is ample and sand is near. But we do have access to plants and dirt. Yeah, whether if it's your local park or even your backyard if you have. Just anywhere that has green, but get outdoors in Shinrin-yoku. Huh? <laughs> it's a Japanese term that I recently came across. It means to forest bathe. So as how someone would immerse themselves in a relaxing bubble bath, you're immersing yourself in a relaxing forest, or in some cases, a park that has trees like Forsyth Park in Savannah. Yeah, and I even got to do a short meditation sesh there. So that was an experience. Yes. So instead of being in warm water, you're in the sights, listening to the sound of the wind, the scent of the trees, flowers, and even plants. Side note, is it Forsyth or Forsyth? You know, I keep hearing it both ways. And if it's from out-of-towners, I get it why we would pronounce it wrong. 
But even the locals, I hear Forsyth and I hear Forsyth. So I don't know. Google says Forsyth, but locals say it both ways. So it's kind of confusing. <laughs> well, if anyone is listening from Savannah or even that region and knows a proper pronunciation, please message us. <laughs> okay, let's talk plants. So luckily I grew up with indoor plants. I remember having the biggest palm in our living room ever since I was a preteen. I always thought it was purely for decoration, but now I know better. Of course, it was a natural gravitation. So when I decided to start on my own collection in 2016, first with a snake plant, then an aloe, working my way up to a Monstera three years later. Let's just say my Monstera is having a hard time assimilating from high humidity to high desert-like conditions. Oh, yeah. To care for certain plants, it does take a little TLC. And my first plant purchase was recent, and I bought a pothos plant from a place called The Heavy, where they helped me select the right plant for a beginner like myself. So something that can survive the scorching Florida weather and doesn't require much watering. So what's really funny is the only plant thriving in my apartment currently is the spider plant that I was gifted a couple of years ago. Our dear friend Adam gave me a cutting of one of his pups, aka plant babies, and it's been thriving. More so in this apartment with low light and indirect sun. Ideal for most plants, but go figure. And it's funny because this is one of the plants that can also absorb EMF radiation. So it should also be a bedroom addition since, you know, most of us charge our cell phones by our beds. And in our case, we also house the Wi-Fi router. And what are the other plants on that list? Snake plants, rubber plants, even some palms, and of course, a lot of your succulents like your aloe vera and cactus. Now, since plants breathe in carbon dioxide, also absorbing EMF radiation, they in turn neutralize the air, giving off a lot of oxygen in the process. I'll actually include some supplemental cheat sheets on our Facebook page, so you guys will have to check it out. Oh, and don't forget to include a list of pet-friendly plants, too. Heads up, my pothos plant is on a high stand where Ralph can't get to it. Yeah, my snake and spider plants are out of Mavi's reach, too. You know, I'll probably just link my Pinterest account as well, since I have a board dedicated to really everything you need to know about plants, including which ones are a big no-no for our furry friends. Now that we've briefly talked plants that can deflect EMFs and ultimately purify the air, let's talk essential oils and the power behind them, including what oils can help with, again, air purification, grounding or earthing, and so much more. So what's all the craze about? I mean, if you're remotely into health and wellness over the recent, if not several years, this is all you've been hearing about, right? Yeah, I actually first heard about essential oils through a former coworker. Well, according to the website of popular brand Young Living, the history of essential oils goes back to ancient Egypt, where they infamously used the aromatic botanicals in the embalming and mummification process. That eventually drew researchers from neighboring countries to their cutting-edge advances, leading to expanded use of botanicals in everyday life. So my journey started several years ago now, when I was researching holistic ways to help with my senior Maltese poodle, Maverick Seizures. I was frustrated with the vague diagnosing from his vets and their need to basically jam pills down his throat. As many of you know, I don't have kids, so Maverick is literally my son, thus the name My Son Maverick. I didn't want him to go through the rest of his life medicated, so turned to my findings of essential oils, specifically, in my opinion, the most famous one, frankincense. I started researching the power behind it, and well, the rest is history. Do you remember how often I would suffer from severe migraines? Yeah, I remember that. That was bad. 
Well, my coworker at the time had me try the peppermint essential oil, and she was kind enough to give me a roller. Once I felt the benefit of it, that's when I really got interested. So I'm excited for this next segment. So without further ado, let's bring on my personal friend and former oncology nurse turned aromatherapist, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, everybody. Let's jump in. Tell us about your journey and how long ago did this life-changing transition take place? I moved to Denver from Mississippi eight years ago, and I moved and took a travel nurse position, really spur of the moment, and I had a background in healthcare, and it was more geared at pharmacological types of healing approaches. And whenever I was working in oncology in Denver, I saw essential oils in the medication room, and I had never seen that before. So I asked some of the nurses, what is this for the staff or is this for the patients? And what I saw was a more holistic approach to what our patients who were undergoing chemo were dealing with every day. So like headaches, nausea, they would use certain essential oils. And it was really cool to see different interventions being used for things that, you know, not only are issues for patients in the hospital, but also that we deal with every day in our, in our own lives. So we use essential oils for aromatherapy and aromatherapy works in two different ways, typically either through inhalation or absorption. That's your most common ways. Using carrier oils, for example, about 10% of that goes into the skin, through the muscles and into the bloodstream. So Mm. if you, yeah, if you inhale, you're getting about a 50 to 70% absorption rate through the olfactory system. So that's interesting to me. That dumps directly into your central nervous system. So that's why diffusing or inhaling essential oils is really great when you're trying to affect the mood or any kind of respiratory disorders really great route to use in that case. And it's really amazing to me how many different ways that we can use plants to heal, you know, from the satisfaction of growing it to all the different ways you may be able to use them as far as aromatherapy goes, or even just like I said, absorption rate. A lot of benefits. Absolutely. So we talked about plants earlier in this episode as ways to purify the air. And we know essential oils were derived from plants. So can you explain that process? There are millions of plants, right? Mm -hmm. And essential oils are derived from the aromatic plants for the purpose of healing. So only some plants are aromatic. And when you think of the scale of how many plants there are, we're working with about 300 different essential oils. And they are derived from different parts of the plant. So we use uh, whole flowers or flower petals, like in rose or jasmine, uh, leaves, so like eucalyptus, bark, that'd be something like cedarwood, resin would be like a frankincense, and a root would be like ginger. So there's lots of different parts of the plant that you can actually use to create the essential oil, because I I know that's also like, how do you get that, right? So distillation, steam distillation is the most common, and you'll see cold expression for your citrus scents. So think like fresh squeezed juice, like cold pressed juice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have solvent extraction. So that's what you would use with something like rose or CO2 extraction, which is a very expensive way of doing it. So typically you will see steam distillation is how you're getting most of these oils from the different parts of the plant. Well, and yeah. before we ask you to go into depth on more of your recommendations, 
I'm sure the listeners want to know what to look for when choosing an essential oil, myself included, and how to avoid a fake. Should we be buying essential oils at a local grocery store? Basically, what you want to look for is something in a dark glass bottle. So if it's in a plastic container, that's a no-go first off. Yeah. And reason for the dark coloring of the glass is for the proper storage of it. So a lot of these oils are sensitive to light. So you'll see them stored in darker glass bottles with a tamper-proof lid. Typically, they do have a dropper top to allow for the proper distribution yeah so depending (laughs) on what it is that you're using you want it to be diluted a certain amount and it's a lot easier with a dropper top another thing you'll also want to look for is the common name but also the botanical name so back to the sciencey stuff that first name being the genus and the second name being the species you'll want to look for that and usually it's like in italics underneath the common name you'll want to know the extraction type and if it was tested so kind of like a certification you would see basically if they pass this test you're going to be looking for how they were grown the country they were grown in the distillation date all that you will find on the bottle and you can find really great quality oils at places like whole foods or sprout they have a local uh, herbalist that's actually extracting them herself or himself so if you look at around local places you can find some really good stuff too So what's a carrier oil in relation to essential oils and how do you know which one is the right one per oil? Essential oils are lipophilic. So that means they are fat loving. So they don't dissolve Mm. very well in water. You may find that you can use a room mist that you maybe use distilled water with, but you Mm -hmm. will need to shake it up in order to get that actual scent. Typically with the oils, you do not want to use a mineral oil. That will create a barrier and the essential oil actually can't penetrate through the skin and into the bloodstream. I see. Yeah. So some of the ones that are really great would be almond or coconut, obviously, if you don't have a nut allergy. Jojoba is really great for irritated or sensitive skin. Rose hip is really hydrating. You can use argon or vitamin E. Those are really great ones. And some important things to know also is if you use maybe like an aloe jelly and use saran wrap or some sort of cling wrap, that is one way to quickly absorb an essential oil. Lotion is going to be your second quickest and oil is your third. And then at the top of that list, like we mentioned earlier, just inhalation. So even dropping some oil on a cotton ball is a great way way to absorb the aromatherapy portion of it so there's lots of different ways that they can be used right through the skin Mm -hmm. or inhaled right all right so again going back to what we talked about in the beginning of this episode before we brought you on you know about grounding and bringing elements of the earth into our home now workspace for most what are your favorite oils for grounding and to purify the air Some great grounding oils are going to be those that are your woodsy scents, so sandalwood, patchouli, cedar, or frankincense, and some really good blends you could use for those. Like if you have your own little home office space, I would suggest diffuse the workspace. Okay. So some great blends that I would suggest you could use a blend of basil, lavender, and peppermint, or even peppermint, orange, and patchouli. That's a great one as well. Or you could use a frankincense, a basil, and a rosemary. All right. Now, what oils would you recommend for beginners and why? Basically, what should someone's starter kit look like? 
I would say the number one go-to is going to be lavender. There are Mm -hmm. so many things that lavender is good for, like burns or stings, any kind of injuries, using them as an antiseptic. Tea tree is a really great one to have if you have allergies. It's also really great to use to clean things. It is an antibacterial. And then chamomile is also a great one to have in your starter kit. It's great for anxiety relief and easing skin conditions like eczema. It's great for pain relief. Also great for any anti-inflammatory application you may need. So my favorite part of the segment, let's talk your favorite blends for the following. Tell me, what are your favorite blends for well-being? I love to use ginger. I love to use that with a little cinnamon and frankincense. Also, another one I enjoy, any citrus blend has got a lot of uplifting qualities. So a grapefruit, lemon, and oregano blend is really nice. That one kind of lifts the mood as well. Yeah, sounds like it would smell really good. (laughs) Yeah, I got to take that blend. (laughs) We all do. (laughs) So the next one is skin conditions like eczema. I suffer from eczema. We're here in dry Colorado. Well, at least you and I are. So what do you recommend for that? I would recommend using frankincense. That one's really great when you use a carrier oil like vitamin E or a jojoba oil. Also things like lavender and with the sandalwood. That's a really great one for eczema as well. And I always recommend using those with an oil or a lotion just to get the extra added benefit of that carrier oil kind of soothing the skin. With skin conditions, definitely recommend the absorption route. Okay. What about allergy support? I love to use eucalyptus and peppermint. Uh, You can use those together with a little frankincense. Really nice. You can use lemon, lavender, and peppermint. I really love that one. Or... One of my personal favorites is cedarwood, lavender, and eucalyptus. It's kind of like being inside of a forest. Oh, I'm definitely taking that one then. (laughs) I have my peppermint, but that'd be nice to start buying as well. What about to promote better sleep? I would suggest those earthy scents along with a lavender. So maybe a lavender and a sandalwood. Also, ylang ylang and patchouli are great together with a little bergamot. That really helps with any kind of insomnia or sleep issues. And I suggest going the diffuser route. That way you can set your diffuser timer and you can just lay down and enjoy the aromatherapy. Awesome. And autoimmune issues like arthritis and relief for joint pain. I love ginger and cinnamon bark for this together. You can also add a little frankincense. I also really love to have a geranium rosemary blend. That helps a lot as well. You will see with a lot of the essential oils that come from the bark or the root of plants that they have really great anti-inflammatory properties. So that's really good for any kind of pain caused from that or even allergy responses. And what about immune support, especially, you know, with COVID-19 still lurking around? (laughs) I love to use clove for this. So a good blend for that would be like eucalyptus and rosemary. And Mm -hmm. then another great thing to use for cleaning is actually thieves oil. If you can get your hands on some of that, put it in a spray bottle. It's great Mm -hmm. for cleaning surfaces. Yes. Lastly, what should we keep away from our furry friends, whether it's diffusing or a topical application? The second part of that question is, what are your top three recommendations for cats and dogs, if different? The thing with cats and dogs is you want to make sure that you're using very little of whatever essential oil to what you're using to dilute it with. So we're talking 1% of the total solution 
should be the essential oil. And cats are actually a little more sensitive to essential oils because they lack a certain liver enzyme to metabolize the essential oil. Mm -hmm. Basically, you want to make sure they're very dilute. What you would want to keep away from them are going to be things like eucalyptus, cinnamon, mints, especially in high concentrations. So making sure your diffuser is out of the way and that you store your essential oils somewhere where your animals can't get to them. Some of the good ones that I would suggest are going to be frankincense, super great for GI upset and any anti-inflammatory issues. So you'll also see lavender is really great for itching and Mm -hmm. rosemary is actually a really good flea repellent. Okay, good to know. Well, this has been awesome. I hope you all had a pen and paper handy. And if you didn't, you can always come back to this episode or check out Alex on Insta at astral.alexandra for more. You have been such a pleasure, Alex, and an immense resource on this topic. So thank you for being part of this episode and giving us your time. Absolutely. I've enjoyed chatting with y'all so much. And feel free to hit me up on Instagram for any questions you may have. Thank Thank you, you. Alex. Wow, she was loaded with a ton of information on essential oils. I completely forgot about the use of clove and its benefits. Yeah, and I keep forgetting about the power behind clove because I keep talking of frankincense, but clove is definitely up there. And even magnesium oil, because as we all know, many of us are deficient in that mineral. For updates and behind the scenes, follow us on Facebook at Cialatte, spelled C-Y-A, Latte. And as always, if you like what you heard today and found it invaluable, feel free to share it with those you think would most benefit. And leave us a quick review. By doing so, you help make this podcast possible. Thank you for tuning in to Cialatte. We hope you enjoyed the show. I'm your host, Pana. You can check out my Instagram page for everything wellness and simpler living at my son Maverick. Until next time, see you latte. latte.